What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rough Bastard Podcast number 17 with me, Randy Paddock. Um, before we get started, obviously, as always, check out ruffingstrength.com. Everything you need to live right. It's what we're about over here at Rough Bastard Podcast. Just living living your best life, right? Is that the as the kids would say, but really reaching ultimately the best way of living for us individually the healthiest way we can, the fittest way we can, enjoying life as much as we can, right? We only get one time around this planet that we know of, right? So we might as well enjoy it. Just existing isn't enough, but being able to do all the awesome shit, being able to feel the best and, you know, it takes some work. It takes nutrition. It takes training, it takes mental health, right? All these things. So that's what I try to offer over at RuffingStrength.com and with Ruffing Strength Training in general, nutrition coaching, one-on-one personal programming, um, one-on-one training. Um, there's blogs, you know, obviously this podcast, everything to try to get the mind, body, and soul right just to be a rough bastard and kick the world right in the balls. So check it out. See what we got. And also it's Mother's Day. So a shout out to all you moms out there. None of us would be here without you. So thank you very much. You guys kill it. I I couldn't I can't even wrap my head around what it's like to be a mom. Um, especially when you had a punk ass son like me. Just I think about I mean, obviously my dad too had to go through this stuff, but I think mom's always a little bit more. There's a little bit more of an attachment, maybe because we all grew inside of them. But I put my mom through a bunch of shit as a young man and um you know, she took it well and, and never really, I, I don't know, you know, she, she done good. So thanks mom and my sister, happy mother's day to you too. Um, phenomenal mom. My nephew has turned out to be quite the young man and to all you moms out there that are just, you know, creating awesome kids or being very tolerant and just doing all you do. Thanks so much. Um, speaking of, here we go. I'm the king of segues, right? Here's a little segue moms, kids, what I want to talk a little bit today about is the three little pigs, right? And hopefully everyone remembers that story. If not, here is a little refresher of the three little pig story. So there were three little pigs. They were all brothers, right? And um, their mom sent them out into the world. And there was the one pig. He was kind of a lazy ass. There was another pig. He was kind of a mediocre ass and then there was the third pig and he was kind of a solid dude so they're all pigs all three little pigs go out into the world and they have to you know make their way and so they're creating houses so the lazy ass he puts up a house real quick out of straw he's like boom done got it done right mediocre ass he uses sticks boom not as quick as the straw but still fairly quick done and then brother three he decided to make his house out of bricks, right? So it's going to take a little little bit longer. Anyhow, they're chilling in Pigville, we'll call it. I don't recall what their neighborhood was called. And along comes a big bad wolf, right? And this big bad wolf loves him some ham, loves him some bacon, just wants to eat these fuckers. So he knocks on the door, right? And then if you want the better voices, I suggest going to the 1990 or 91, 2 or 3 song, Little Pigs by Green Jelly, but he knocks on the door and he says, little pig, little pig, let 
me in. And then the little pig goes, not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. And then the wolf, to his credit, he tells him exactly what he's going to do. He's like, I'm huffing, I'm puffing, and I'm going to blow your house in. Right? And so he huffs and he puffs and boom. Lazy ass's house goes to the floor because it's made out of straw. Right? He runs over to his brother's house made out of sticks. Same shit happens. Little pig, little pig, let me in. Not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. Huffing and puffing, blow your house in. Boom. Sticks are gone. Two little pigs haul ass for their other brother's house. The house made out of bricks. Same shit goes on. This time, though, after the huffing and the puffing, he blows and it doesn't go anywhere because this house made of bricks. Anyways, I forgot the exact ending, but the wolf does not get the little pigs. They're safe, chilling by the fire, having some drinks, maybe having a doobie, hanging out in that house of bricks. Moral of the story is don't do shit quick or half-ass it. Take the time, build foundation out of things, and you're always going to be safe from the big bad wolf. So I wanted to talk a little bit about kind of how we are like the three little pigs and and the difference between the three little pigs in terms of training, nutrition, and then life in general. So I guess, why are we like this? Why are we all naturally kind of the first little pig? And I don't know. I think as time goes on, you know, it's, we have so, we have access to so much stuff right at our fingertips. So I use this example all the time because it's crazy, right? So I think the internet and AOL or whatever all that shit was came out when I was in like sixth grade maybe. So I remember, and if you're my age, you know, or older, you remember when you're trying to log into the internet, it was like, like there was like the three little boxes and it showed you kind of step-by-step what was going on. And it took forever. You could literally like go make yourself a sandwich, come back, eat said sandwich, and you're like in box number two. And then you heard like, and made all this crazy noise. It was like, oh, but it was kind of a cool because when you heard that noise, you're like, oh, shit's about to get real, right? And then welcome to AOL. Welcome, it would say. And then you're ready to fucking go into some chat rooms, pretend, you know, you're a lesbian to talk to some chicks, whatever you did on, on the internet until someone picked up the phone and it kicked you off. So anyways, that's how I came up. Now I have that computer in my pocket on my cell phone. As soon as I hit the, you know, Safari button, boom, it's right there. And if it doesn't get loaded in a second, I know I'm not the only one. You get very pissed, right? So, and maybe you want to throw your phone against a wall because what do you mean the internet didn't load in a millisecond? So with everything so accessible at our fingertips, next day delivery, this, that, and the other, like we're, we're used to things being easy and quick, right? So like we tend to want that out of everything. And just because something's fast or quick doesn't necessarily mean it's good, right? Ask any you know, person that's ever been disappointed with a sexual partner who is what the kids would call a two-pump chump, right? So quick doesn't always mean good. And in terms of the little pigs, it for sure didn't mean good. So, but I think that, you know, our brain naturally is going to go to the instant, right? Because it doesn't take any brain power. It doesn't take any thinking. It doesn't take any emotion. It's just boom right there. So you kind of have to fight against it for that more – and it's not even – Maybe it's delayed gratification, but just more more things that take time. And if you really boil it down to common sense, you would think that anything that's worth a shit takes time, right? Rome wasn't built in a day, as they say. So that's just kind of a caveat to think about when I when I talk about these things. But you know, I think there's just a lot against us that's making us want the easy way out, and there's just so much accessibility for it. 
So it's like a choose your own adventure book. If you're a young and you don't remember that shit, but that was like the coolest. I remember going to Amstead's in Wakanda, Illinois. It was like this piece of shit grocery store. Mel, the bag lady used to hang out there. I used to get my garbage pail kids cards there. And they always had the choose your own adventure books, right? So it was like you read five pages of a normal book. And then it's like, if you want Jim to go in the cave, turn to page six. If you want Jim to avoid the cave and go around, go to page 24. And then you picked and then you chose your own adventure. However, I was like most kids, I think, at least I did this. I would look at both and whichever one, like if it's like Jim goes in the cave, turn to page eight and you go there and it's like, Jim died because there was a caveman in there that beat him to death. Like, oh, I didn't really do it. I didn't take my finger out of the page so it doesn't count. So I went to page 24 to continue the story because I wanted to be right. But that's neither here nor there. It's just a little story. And um, But it goes into the easy way out or kind of looking to make the house out of straw, if you will. So we talk about training. Let's go with the first little piggy, the house out of straw. So that's like people that want the results now. They're living their life, looking on Instagram, seeing those things. I want to do that. How, how fast can I do that? What's the quickest way to get there? And um, they're kind of always trying to church stuff up, right? The fact of the matter is with a lot of things, there's beauty and simplicity, but simple isn't sexy. So like doing a split squat is extremely effective, but it's not that sexy. Whereas Oh, if I put it on the gram, I'm doing a split squat, but I have my foot on a BOSU ball and my other foot in a fire pit and I'm holding a fucking 800 pound old school stone, right? Then that's that's going to get the likes on the gram. Maybe I'll go viral and that's going to be it, right? So no. Or they want the quick, like, good, what steroid do I need to take to get the biggest, the quickest? So the bottom line is, much like the little piggy, it's people that are not wanting to put in the work, put in the time to build the foundation. And it's funny because the better the foundation, the quicker the gains, right? But they want them too fast, too fast. And then, you know, the big bad wolf comes and that's going to be injury, right? Or just mental fatigue or something like that. And they're done, right? It might be the person that hasn't worked out in a very long time. Like I'm coming seven days a week. It's like, well, you're going from zero days a week to seven. Like, I don't know how sustainable that's going to be. Why don't you do like two days a week because at least that way you can commit to that and make it in and create that habit and then add on as opposed to just going balls to the wall and fizzling out. Then you have like the second person, the stick. So not as lazy or, you know, quick for the results as the, as the straw, but still not that great. So these might be people that understand that to get big, to get strong, you might want to do some sort of program or linear progression or something like that. But they're also not very patient. So they like program hop, right? They try something. They don't see results in a week. They're like, fuck this. It doesn't work. And then they jump onto something else. So they're always trying these different things. And when you're always trying different things, you're never going to know what works and what doesn't. And again, remember, especially when it comes to training, you know, I mean, nutrition too, I guess, to an extent, but like it's going to be individual. So it works for your favorite lifter or strong person on Instagram or a person you know might not work for you. There's going to be different exercises that work better for you to grow your body. But if you don't give them a chance and a proper cycle to, of doing them to see if it works or not, you're never really going to be like knowing 
what exercises are your bread and butter, what ones to keep in the program to get the most benefit. So it's kind of just like throwing shit against the wall. So it's better to know like, oh, perfect. So I see that this barbell row is I'm improving every week. My strength's going up. My lats are getting bigger. Um, my core's getting stronger. My stability's getting better. I'm going to keep that in the program and keep progressing. But if you just do it once and then you change it up, you won't know if that makes sense. So it's kind of like a pseudo training mentality. It's like, yeah, I train. I follow a program. I'm not just some asshole out there YOLO lifting and doing it for the gram. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a serious person here. But then after a week, they're like, fuck this. What's new? What's new? What's new? Just bouncing around. Then you have the third person, the brick. Right. Spoiler alert. And if you're, you're going to see it, but the bricks, the way to go as in the little pig story. So this is the person that understands that it takes time and you need to see, like you have to have benchmarks to see progression, right? You have to be able to add weight each week or something like that, whatever form of progression you're using, but you have to use these as markers and indicators to see if you're going in the right way or not. And if you're not, you have to be able, that's when you want to be able to make changes. So it's knowing that if you want to get stronger, it's going to take time and it's building that foundation. It's not worrying about ego lifting and how heavy you can go every time. It's making sure you have the proper movement pattern, that your range of motion is on point so that when you do you know, go under load, you're going to be moving it the safest and best way that you can through that full range of motion. And again, here's the funny thing. It takes more time to create and make sure you have the proper movement patterns and everything like that. And stability is good. But once that shit sound, that foundation's in there in the house of bricks, that fucking thing, you're just going to see leaps and bounds the way that you can grow. And you're going to grow in a pop proper way. And chances are you're going to be sustaining less injury, right? I mean, obviously if in anything physical, there's always a probability of injury, but you want to try to put the odds in your favor, right? Hunger game style. Because when that big bag wolf comes, like it's a heavy squat, a heavy bench, heavy deadlift or something like that, you're not going anywhere. Whereas, you know, your boy who built his house out of fucking, you know, out of straw who's been even using reverse bands and not going all the way, you know, to depth or not pausing a bench or something like that. When it comes go time, they're loading up that bar and boom, there goes a fucking peck, a hamstring or something like that. And we, we don't want that. So in terms of training, you want to be the little piggy that made his house out of brick. Know that it takes time, build that foundation, do things right. And then once you have that foundation in there, you can go straight up vertical. And then when that big bad wolf comes, you're all good. So moving on to training, it's kind of like a similar thing, right? So we have the people that want to do the house out of straw. That's the quick fix. That's all the fucking, all the fads, right? Whatever news coming out that fucking Gwyneth Paltrow says on fucking goop or that's on the cover of something or all these people. It's funny. People like, it's like, be careful who you get your advice from because are they qualified to give it? So there's all this stuff like, right, we talk about like, you know, the COVID advice, like Joe Rogan said something about, um, you know, if you're 21 and healthy, you shouldn't get the vaccine. Is that right or wrong? I don't know. I don't fucking care. Right. But people are giving them a lot of shit because like, 
he's not a doctor. That is not good information. No one should listen to him. How dare he? But like Bill Gates, mind you, is not a doctor as well, is telling you about vaccines and what you need to do, this, that, and the other. And it's like, oh yeah, listen to him. Fucking stupid. Right? So it's the same thing as like if you like if someone eats like shit or is unhealthy, they shouldn't be giving you advice on on your nutrition or your training. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's like 30-day detox and let's go. Let's and if I had a dollar for every time I heard this stuff, I was thinking about going on to a detox. Or I was thinking about, you know, doing a cleanse or something like fucking save your money. It's such snake oil bullshit. It just pisses me off. All that's doing is essentially starving you, right? Why would you lose weight? Because you're in an extreme deficit of calories. Your body's in a starvation mode. That's why when you're done with it, you put that weight back on, right? Oh, it keto's the fat. Let's go keto. I would say a majority of people that go air quote keto aren't even doing it right and are never in ketosis, right? But it's all the rage. Oh, intermittent fasting, right? It's what you do. Well, there's not real much science behind that's doing, you know, much of anything with crazy benefits, right? What it is doing though is usually giving you an opportunity to be in a caloric deficit, right? And sometimes it's just that simple. Or it's like, oh, I just tried everything. I can't do it. And then the extremes, gastric bypass when it's really not needed, right? Like just stuff. Instead of focusing on creating good, healthy habits, it's looking for a quick way to drop this, you know, whatever number. I need to lose 10 pounds in 10 days. Well, why? It's such an arbitrary number. Like what, what, why is 10 pounds the magic number? Are you going to feel better? Your clothes going to fit better? Is your sleep and recovery going to be better? Is your energy going to be better? And guess what, genius? You can't pick where the 10 pounds come from. You can't pick, yep, 10 pounds from the midsection. Okay, sold. So these are people, you know, that that aren't looking to create the habit. They're looking for the quick fix, which means that you're never going to be able to be sustainable and you're not going to be there long term. And then you have the people that are like the houseman out of sticks. And these would probably be like a yo-yo dieter. And that doesn't seem like a fun way to live either, right? So these might be people that have seen success doing certain things because they've shown some level of consistency. Um, but maybe like it's something that like adherence isn't there for a lifestyle long term. So after they get off the diet, because it's it's something they can't adhere to for their whole life, like then they put the weight back on. So then they have to try another diet. And it's just and this, I mean, this is gonna be messing with your metabolism, your hormones, just all kinds of different things if, if you're always going up and down in the weight, and not to mention like your psyche and your mental capacity. So you know, again, it might not be, it's maybe jumping on something for a quicker fix and not seeing how sustainable it is or not having a good strategy for dieting out in a proper way. That's going to lead to a way that you can not put the weight back on because guess what? You know, people are pretty good at losing weight. We're just really good at putting it back on, you know? So when you're thinking about your nutrition, you don't want to think about a diet you know, unless, you know, obviously you can do like a short term, like if you need to get to a certain weight or something like that, absolutely. You know, you could do like a timed diet for X amount of weeks or months or whatever. But most of the time when you're thinking about nutrition, you're thinking about, you know, these habits that you could sustain throughout your life to keep you in a spot where you're happy with how you look, where your energy's up, where your sleep's good, where, where, where like you're living optimally. 
And, you know, not being tied to that, to that scale for the fact that, you know, one of the toughest things as a nutrition coach, and I have to talk to people when I'm, and, I'm you know, talking with my clients and, and, you know, things like that is remember your weight is not, people always think about weight and numbers with weight. Well, your weight isn't just your, like how fat you are right? Your weight is your body fat. It's your lean muscle mass. It's the water you're carrying at the time. It's, you know, if you have some poopy in there, it's, it's all kinds of stuff, right? So, and especially like if you're training hard as well, like know that your weight might not be dropping drastically, even though you're losing body fat because you're retaining more lean muscle mass. So that's what we want to think about more is the body fat percentage, you know? And I mean, they're not hundred percent accurate. The things that check that all the time, but, you know, the eye test, how are you looking, taking pictures? Is your body composition changing? Are your clothes fitting different? You know, things of that nature. And that's really a healthier, easier way to go off of things. But again, it's a little bit harder and we're kind of told about numbers, this, that, and the other. So that's why the quicker fixes come in because we freak out. Oh my God, I'm going to Cancun in one week. I need to drop 20 pounds. It's not very realistic. So when we think about the house of bricks, when nutrition is, we want to, you know, compliance is a science. What can I stick to long term that's going to fit my lifestyle? That's how you do it. So you want to look at nutrition as a long game, not just a quick diet that you do. And again, you can put little diets in your nutrition for a certain amount of time, but you know, you want something that's sustainable. And that's going to make you be able to live the life you want to live, right? So if you like to have cocktails, you should be able to have that fit in and have cocktails from time to time and not feel very guilty about it. Or if you want to have, you know, something at a celebration, like you should be able to do these things and live your life and not freak out about it, right? That's the the opposite end of it's the people that build a house out of bricks on bricks on bricks that are just so stuck to everything that if they, you know, go off for a second they, they get very depressed, get down on themselves, and it can spiral out of control, right? But again, with the house of bricks and nutrition and much other things, it's consistency. It's knowing you didn't get fat or out of shape in a day, so how the fuck do you expect to get on point in a day? And that's the unreal – like um, emotions are in nutrition a lot and in weight and things like that because usually when people want to make a change, they're, they're just not happy with themselves. You know, they let themselves go and it's very emotional and I understand that. So when there's emotion running, logic's tough to come by, but we have to try to think logically and take emotion out of it. Be like, hey, we didn't get here overnight. It was a lot of things compounded over time to got, get us where we're at. So logically speaking, we can't erase it overnight. It's going to take those little steps consistently over time to get to where we want to be. But if we do that, not only is the weight going to go off, it's going to stay off because we have great habits and it's it fits in our life. you know. And once someone could wrap their head around that, it's great and they're going to feel good and you could show them all the progress and just seeing it doesn't have to be a pound, two pounds, three pounds, four pounds, five pounds a week, but just seeing, you know, half a pound. Right. But if you consistently do over that over weeks, boom, next thing you know, oh, I'm seven, eight pounds down and it hasn't come back on. And now the bar for my highest weight is seven pounds lower. And that's fucking awesome. And that's building the house out of bricks. And then he has tie a bow on it. You do it all for life. Right. So you got to think the easiest things in life or the things that seem to come the easiest, they might not be the best, but we have to be able to try to train our brains to look beyond that.
right? Just because something appears and it pops up, it's this great opportunity or whatever. Like do your, do your due diligence, investigate. Don't just take things. And this is with everything. It does take time. Building the house out of bricks takes time, but you want to be rock solid. So don't take everything at face value. It's okay to not agree to things right off the bat and, and to do your due diligence and research and figure things out on your own and create your own sight on things, right? Don't just take everything that pops up. Like you wouldn't just marry the first person you dated just because they're there out of convenience. And some people do, and maybe their weddings or their, I'm sorry, their marriages end, right? You know, you find that dollar on the ground, you pick it up. Yeah, quick dollar. Well, maybe it's a poo dollar. And there's some kids laughing at you in a fucking bush somewhere. So is it harder to build your house out of brick than out of stone or out of straw? Yes. It's going to take work. But if you think about anything in your life right now that's worth a damn to you, I guarantee that you've put work into it. Maybe it's your home. Maybe it's your relationships with your spouse, your partner, your kids, your family. Maybe it's something you've built. Maybe it's your physique. Maybe it's weight you've lost. Maybe it's your mental health. Maybe it's whatever. Whatever you look at things that mean something to you or that you're proud of, I guarantee you put time, work, and effort into. And if you look at a lot of things that have failed in your life, you might not have put as much in. It might have been made out of straw. Or you might have thought you did work, but maybe you kind of lied to yourself and maybe it was made out of sticks. I can't tell you how to live your life. But from my experience and what I notice, if you take the time to do things right, you're going to have more freedom. Jocko Willing says it all the time, discipline equals freedom. If you have the discipline to take the time to think logically, to build the house brick by brick so it's sturdy, you're going to have more freedom in your life. And guess what? The big bad wolf's fucking coming. In whatever shape or form, there's always going to be something there in life that wants to knock you on your ass and fucking take you out, right? Life's what happens when we're busy making plans. So what house do you want to live in when that shit comes down? Do you want to fucking break and tremble and have to start from ground zero every time something comes up because you're living in straw because you're just going by the seat of your pants, just doing whatever? Do you want to half-ass everything? So when that shit comes down, that motherfucker blows, you still tumble. It might take a time or two, but it's coming down. Do you want to live in that fear, knowing that you're half-assed and that you could do more, could do better, could be better, and that that motherfucker might blow you down at any time? Or do you want to take the time, put in the effort, you know, go through the hardships, the toughness to really build your motherfucking house out of bricks so when that son of a bitch comes, you're sitting in there laughing your ass off saying, keep blowing, motherfucker, because I ain't going nowhere. What little piggy you want to be? You got to make that decision and then run with it. But no, to be safe ultimately and to have that house out of bricks, it's going to take effort. It's going to take time. But you put that shit in, you're straight chilling, and you got a home that your brothers and the people you care about can come to if they get into trouble. And that's pretty sweet too. Till next time, y'all. Stay gold.